At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Dave, good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. Conan, Dennis Dick. We are in an earnings bonanza here. A uh, hundred and what is the number? A hundred and eighty-one companies reporting earnings tonight. A hundred twelve companies reporting earnings this morning. Eighty-six reporting earnings last night. Try to cover as many of those as we can. Um, and that's the show, essentially. No guests today, so we'll do a lot of earnings and a lot of ticker time. So smash that like button, please, and let's get this show on the road. Good morning. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the petty. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Oh, now we bring on Joel, we bring on Dennis, we bring on Joel's charts whenever he decides to stir them. I knew you were going to say I was just in the mode of doing that. Good morning, good morning. I'm going to be as enthusiastic as Spencer. Uh, what do we got going on? We're, we're down three and a quarter. We've been all over the map. Been high as 76, low of 29. Nothing in there. Just nothing kind of like the market was yesterday. Uh, I guess we'll just focus on that close from yesterday at uh, 51 even, right on the nose. Crude down 91 cents at 104.26. Gold down 30 cents at 1863.30. Silver perking up a little bit, up 14.6 cents at uh, 2273. Bitcoin support is support until it's taken out. And I say 38K is support, down $25 at 38,515. Ethereum futures, they just kind of muddling down here around twenty eight hundred, up seven dollars at twenty eight forty seven. Uh, good morning, Triple D. Wow. How how the market's treating you today? How about that rally yesterday? Did markets would treat me get... better than my hockey team? I'll tell you that much. Hey, I was wondering mood. about that. How, how late did you stay up last night? Because the uh, game I stay. I stay up late. That's why I'm tired here today, and I'm ticked off, obviously, here this morning as well. So, Cause I, cause anyways, I saw, I saw the game then start till after ten o'clock. No, I know, and I'm gonna. It's gonna be a rough week for me because these are late games. But I mean, you put 82 games in, you can't really give up, you know, just because it's a late start. So tired. Teams, teams tied three, three, five minutes to go, and the goalie decides to throw the puck up the middle, and that's the game. Sorry. So tough, tough day, tough day for me. Um, depressed about it, but anyways, the show must go on. We do have stocks moving, and yes, yeah. Joel, oh, I was impressed heat. by the rally yesterday. To answer your question, before I went on the on the segue, yeah. Uh, what do you think? It was just um, I just think people got leaning too much one way, you know, and uh, it was all in that final hour. I mean, it was we were fourteen handles off the low of the day, starting that final hour. 
and boom, they just got the bids rolling, got it back over the previous yearly okay. low, and uh, people are just scrambling. I mean, it it's good. I'm glad that we ra- you know we made a new low for the year and we rallied. It's just this ain't this ain't your mom and papa's kind of rally that you that you build a foundation from and 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 a, a strong foundation. Now that could happen today, right? Because we're gonna back and fill. We got the Fed meeting, but. Explosive. I mean, what uh, from 56 was low yesterday up to the pre-market high, 120 point rally. I mean, that that is a big move. It was impressive. What really held the market up yesterday was the growth stocks, though. And you can look in Kathy ARKK. The stuff that was beaten down the most was not selling off. So, and that was maybe a tell that eventually we might turn it around. But all day, the entire day, ARKK was hanging green. And you could see the S&Ps continuing to roll over. It was like growth stocks, you know, were not participating. They were up. A lot of them were up most of the day. And the reason probably for that is they're just they're so oversold. So, I mean, if we're going to rally, it's going to be those growth names that are going to be the names that take us higher and take us higher, obviously. Um, they take us higher quickly. So that's what we saw after 3 o'clock when the buyers started to come in. They were buying the beaten down growth names hand over fist, like the Roku's um, was trading up almost $10 from where it was trading just an hour earlier or closed up over $10 from where it was just an hour earlier. I mean, this was a very impressive last hour. It could We could have been talking completely different on this show if it wasn't for that last hour of trading. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about the fact that this is the second Monday in a row? Last Monday, too, let's not forget, was another growth, great day for growth. Well, great day, maybe not great, but good day, right? Good day. All the growth stocks grew up last Monday, and that didn't bode well for the rest of the week. So is this a case of deja vu all over again? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, it, nobody knows. I right. mean, we're here again, and I think if you're, it's still going to be the same story. If you're chasing moves, you're doing it wrong in 2022. So we rally 150 points. You're like, and now you're buying, you're probably going to buy the top or you're going to buy near. If you're selling off 150 points and now you're selling, then you get the whipsaw rally going back. So fading moves has worked very, very well in 2022. We talked about before 2022 started. We've continued to talk about that. So to try to predict the next move is difficult, but in any regard, yep. fading has been the trade. So Am I coming in and buying stocks now? No, but we get a dip. Maybe you pull back and then you get an opportunity. You're always going to be buying and selling, and but just don't chase. That's the main thing in this market right now. It has not paid to chase. Not at all. All right. Should we go into some of the earnings here? Because we, like I said, we got a couple hundred. Uh, we're not going to go through all of them, obviously, but we can go through uh, yeah, some of the I biggest so. ones. Pick, pick a few. Pick, pick on a few. If you want, you can start away from earnings for a second and do the Western Digital. All right. You know what? Let's we're... do that because that, that, that wasn't on the schedule, but it, it just came out a few, what about 20 minutes 20 ago? 20 minutes now? ago. Yeah. We, we have uh, Elliott Investment Management, which is a pretty, a very well regarded uh, activist firm uh, getting, getting involved in WDC here. They uh, sent a letter to the board. They called for a full strategic review. They called for a separation of the company's flash unit. They think that WDC could be worth $100 per share by the end of next year, is what Elliot thinks. And the stock's trading up 10%. We know activists will move stocks. So trading up huge here. I'm not chasing it, though. How, Joel, go ahead. I mean, I it's big, big news. I mean, Bear market. It's hard to chase just because an activist comes out and says, yeah, it could be worth $100 a share. They're talking their buck. I mean, this is what they do. They take a big position. They disclose it. We'll throw a letter out there. We talk our buck. We say, we think this could be worth $100 a share, and they hope to get the pop in the stock. I mean, uh, if you're chasing that, you're giving them their profits. So I'm not chasing it. Didn't did Elliot come out a few years ago and say, like, AT&T was worth, like, 70 bucks or something like that well was yeah that... i think i think you're right joel yeah didn't they do that yeah Spencer, was that elliot though i don't I know elliot, I, I don't know there was, was an activist it... in at&t when it was 34 dollars a share yeah i believe that came up with an absurd price target which we all laughed at laughed correctly because the stock has just continued to leak obviously it did get the spinoff but i mean it is down significantly 
from where it was, you know, $34 to $37 when they came up with that absurd price target. Yeah. I don't know if that was Elliot or not, it but was. whoever that was. It was, it was Elliot. Yeah. Look at that. There you go. You got history here. Yeah. And the history I mean, is not to chase these moves. Chase these I mean, it, this is a – I mean, Elliot, obviously, what, he manages like billions of dollars, right? I mean, you oh, have yeah. to – you know, smart guy, very successful. I, I just – you know, yeah. you have to come in. It's that's it, like me going down to the local Kroger, telling the manager that they don't know what they're doing, that they got to do this, they got to put this shelf here, they got to read everything, and they're going to increase their profits, you know, a hundred percent. I mean, I just these guys come in, they do these things, they buy the stock, and you know, and here you are. So I wouldn't chase it. We'll see what happens today. Sometimes you do get an extra lift. You're trading near the pre-market high, fifty-nine eighty-eight. Not really seeing anything on the dailies. If I had it, if I took it home overnight and I had it, the option short term, I'd be like, okay, let's get over that pre market high. Let's go 60, let's go 65, let's go 70, let's go 75. But I don't see that happening. So. Uh, Elliot Management is run by uh, Paul Singer, by the way. If you, don't, if you don't know anything about Paul Singer, you should look into him. The guy's had a very interesting life. And by the way, I just want to show you something in, in Ben Singer Pro real fast. Joel mentioned, wasn't Elliot involved with ATT? I'll be honest, I do not I do not remember that happening. So what did I do? I went to my Ben Thinker Pro, I went to my newsfeed. I searched T for AT and T. Yeah. And then I went and I searched for and and then I went E L L I O T T Elliot. Oh look, every single headline we ever have that mentions AT T and Elliot together. Boom. Look at this headline from two years ago, three years ago, September of 2019. Elliot, Elliot does the letter to AT&T. Sends a letter to the board. They say AT&T is worth $60 per share or more. That was in September of 19. And they wanted AT&T. I think I just need to retire right now. They, they, I mean, they, I had. Dude, well, your I had, memory is like that was incredible. They wanted AT&T, AT&T to do spinoffs. And guess what? They did it. <laughs> they did it. Joel they did has the most spin-off. incredible memory. <laughs> it was incredible. incredible and I said memory. 70. I'm impressed, Joel. I I'm said 70 and it was 60. Call me Pisher. Sorry about that. Let's go to the. I'm uh, impressed. It impressed. No, me. it was very impressive, Joel. Yeah, oh, it is. It's very impressive. impressive. That's Joel Call it Connor, man. I'm going home. Um, Get a lot oh, of home. calls. And the fact that it took me two seconds to find that in pro is also impressive. Let's go to today's disaster <laughs> stock of the day. It is Chegg. C-H-G-G. Oh, it is down 40%. In the overnight session here, um, their earnings report was, um, as you can imagine, pretty, pretty disastrous. Jeez. And then, interestingly enough, they they are, I mean, they're blaming like kids. Right? They're blaming college students for for their for their financials. So the the backward looking numbers, the earnings per share for last quarter, the sales for last quarter. They beat, but whatever. If the forward-looking numbers that matter, their Q2 sales numbers came, their guidance came way below the estimate. Their fiscal year sales guidance also came about a hundred million dollars below the estimate there. Oh, um, from the estimate was from the mid oh, 800 million range, and they guided in the mid 700 million range. So <laughs> uh, they missed that number, and just a just a disaster. And then on, on the call and in the statement, they, they were blaming. Um, Kids are just no one's going to college apparently, or no one's taking courses, which I guess only gets you so far. But it it, it, it comes off as, as strange when one hundred and fifteen dollars in the bubble of we're calling it officially the the tech bubble of yep. February twenty twenty one. It's now fifteen dollars wow. time of a stock that's down eighty five percent from the highs. Not interested in buying this dip. Maybe it bounces a buck or two, but forget about the 115. So many stocks look like this. The bubble has officially burst. I don't know. I don't know if I can even give you any. Do you guys even want any monthlies on this? I mean, uh, tell us a level if you want. Uh, I, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> this, it's just a disaster. I mean, you're coming in, and we've seen this again and again. You're buying stocks, and and you know what? It'll go from 15 to 16. Like people are, you know, messaging. Oh yeah, Teladoc. Look at Teladoc coming back. All right. Yeah, I was just thinking about bucks. that. It was three hundred dollars. So we're excited about the five point rally from you know three days ago, and that was money to be made. But you know, we people tried to buy every teledoc dip and got ruined by can, it can, can i just read you this thing from the the check pr 
students continue to take fewer classes and those they do take are often less rigorous with fewer or more limited assignments. Doesn't sound bullish. <laughs> you know what it just sounds like? It just sounds like they're the bad guy from Scooby-Doo and they're like, oh, you meddling kids. We would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> like, that's, what it, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Scooby-Dooby-Doo. That's honestly what it reminds me of. There are two monthly lows back in November and December of 2017 at 1375 and 1383. So if you were trying to cover it, see if it gets a 14 box. You know, that would be, I don't know, just kind of hanging here, but why the heck not? It's not like the Teladoc setup when I when I told you guys about Teladoc, I had three monthly lows at the $31 area. And so that was a little bit more of a, you know, a little bit more to stand on. It did go to 28 and change that day. So that's it. That's, uh, wow, man. I It's too early to call it a zero, but man, oh, man. There's going to be been... some zeros, though, Joel. We don't know I if it's Doc. We don't know if it's Chegg. But we do know these are the more likely candidates. So there is going to be, believe me, some zeros coming out of the tech bubble burst from 2021. And it just takes time. They don't go bankrupt overnight. They go bankrupt over the course of years. Uh, but there will be some zeros. Don't kid yourself. We don't know if it's Chegg, though. Uh, I'm going in no particular order. I'm basically just looking at what stocks are, are moving the most off their report. So that's why I went to Chegg first. And that's why I want to go to Avis Budget next. Because uh, Carr got up to $320 last night. It's not there now. But it was there for a brief moment last night. I don't even, frankly, know how much we should even care about the fun- the, the actual financials here. Um there are some crazy adjustments in their earnings per share. The sales came in above estimates. That's that's cool, I guess. But uh, their EPS is way off from the the estimate or from the year over year. I don't know. EPS is meaningless here. The year over year is comparison is a joke. But oh. the stock is a joke, frankly. So it's all good. Look where this where this went to. It went to three twenty, and then th- this is the pre upper left. Wild. Look at this. Upper left is the 15-minute uh, after-hours chart, right? 320. The upper right is the daily chart. And what do you know? The highs of the move are a little bit higher than that. 327.80. Was that the actual high? 327.80 and 324.83. So, I don't know. So overhead supply, they got it. <laughs> this gets back up to 320 today. Well, good for them. I just, uh, I don't know. See, 1,700 shares have traded this morning, so good luck if you want to get out of a 1,000 lot. Kind of thin, but uh, it's I, thin, I have nowhere it's to wild, I'm not It's it. social media, darling, so we know this trades with all those stocks. It's disconnected yeah. somewhat from its fundamentals. I say somewhat because... Very, very. Yeah. Very. I mean, there's just a group of stocks here that just trade. You can throw it in the whole GameStop category. It just trades wherever and there's no fundamental traders that are coming in and bringing the price in because they've been crushed doing that before exactly. so it's a different world right now as a group of stocks disconnected from their fundamental stories car has been one of them uh it's pair... difficult to analyze a stock off of, off of an earnings report yeah yeah saying. yeah always difficult a pair of major uh healthcare stocks reporting biogen uh the calls are happening right now and Pfizer also reported this morning. Uh, Biogen mentioned that their CEO is going to be retiring. They're uh, they're looking for a new CEO. Um, their numbers were, I believe they were okay. Hmm. Let me check on the actual numbers here for Biogen. Um, the guidance that they gave was in line uh, on for the full year EPS. Same thing with the sales. Uh, in line guidance. Pfizer, same story. Um, so. What about the biotechs? I mean, are they just disappeared from? When is it? Well, I don't the small even know ones we, have. All the small ones have, but if we XBI even XBI has just been an epic disaster. I bought some of that for the long term account. Ooh, ouch! The retirement account that has just been horrible. I actually took some of the loss uh, just because I was like, I don't know if a lot of these companies are going to be so many going out of business. Maybe it just continues to leak. I guess the IBB is a better buy because it's got the bigger companies in there, but still. Even that, there's so many stocks that are just beat up. I mean, it, it really doesn't do it justice to say the S&P is down 12 or 13% or whatever it is from the highs when you really look at the average stock. 
it really is like that's not what my you know that's not what the average stock looks like down 12 percent the average stock is down like 30 percent so it 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 feels a lot worse than s&p's 13 percent off the highs wait i'm sorry real fast mea culpa on the biogen thing it, it sounds like less uh less like the ceo is retiring and more like they're telling the CEO to go away. Also, I just saw this comment from the Biogen conference call. They announced that they are, as part of their overhaul strategy, they they may choose to accelerate or end certain programs, which when you think of Biogen programs, you think of Adrahelm, you think of the uh, Alzheimer's program that has been much maligned since, uh, since it kind of started a year ago. It sounds like that's going to be over with. So, uh, you can forget. I think it's that. a good thing. See, new CEO. I think it's a good thing. I think that's why the stock is trading higher. Initially dipped on, and I looked at that. And I was like, I probably should buy that dip, but it was wide. It was like two hundred two to two hundred six, and then you know you could have tried to bid it up, but it came right back. So initial news algorithm wrong again because you're stupid. Um, boom, I and mean, the stock's back. I mean, CEO, you know when a stock's beaten down. CEO leaving the company is often a good thing. Stock's been rallying like crazy. CEO's leaving is a bad thing. But CEO hasn't done anything good for this company, you know, obviously for a long, long time. I've been a bag holder. Well, not a bag holder, shareholder, because I'm in from 47 bucks. But I've been a shareholder for a long time. It feels like I'm holding the bag because the stock used to be like 450 bucks. So <laughs> you got to sell on that good Alzheimer's news. Sell the what, rip. Yeah. What's going on with um, that Alzheimer's drug? Do we have any... Any, well, they, uh, have, they, we, they did have a little update on that one in this release, Joel, but they also said they had another one in the pipe, too. So, wow. I don't know. It basically, when the Medicare stuff came out, that basically cooked it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it's not going to be covered by Medicare. So, what, yeah. what even, what even, is the, cooked it. what even is the point if nobody can, if nobody can afford it? Yeah. Yeah. Next. I don't know. Um, okay. What a bunch of dog stocks, man. <laughs> well, and it's going to get more exciting. We have some big ones coming. Okay, let's go. Week, let's go. But I tell you, oh. you know, there's there's a lot. Not I wouldn't say dog stocks, but there's a lot of like mid caps, kind of non white, not widely traded stocks. Okay, so what, well, what about the travel theme here? We had Expedia and MGM Resorts last night. Okay, yeah. and I haven't looked at the numbers for Expedia. I haven't known the last time I even used Expedia, honestly. But um, Expedia looked like. Um, EPS above estimates, uh, bookings above estimates, sales above estimates, and then MGM, um, same story. So travel. The, the travel theme was in focus this week. How far have we recovered? I Again, I think, you know, and we said this yesterday on the show, I believe, I think you've had a pretty good boom. I said I think the travel numbers coming in could yeah. be pretty good from all these travel stocks. I said this, I believe, yesterday's show. I'm just worried about going forward. If it's not all just sucked forward again, and then when the dust settles here, that it might not look as good. Like the, you can't just reopen forever, right? We've been talking about the reopening trade for a year and a half. True. I mean, we pretty much reopened. So people are going about and doing their stuff now. I'm going about and doing my things too. So that's all exciting. You get the pull forward here, just as much as those stocks got the pull forward with the COVID, they get the pull forward with the reopening trade to a certain extent too. But I still got to analyze from, you know, the, the, you know, the airlines and looking at that is they got this huge belief that the business travel is going to come back bigger than ever. And I do I not believe that is I. the case. And those business class tickets are a hell of a lot more money than coach. So if they don't get the business class tickets back, those airlines may never get back to the profitability that they had in 2019, despite their lofty projections that they were giving. A couple uh, uh, last week, I believe, you know, it was Delta. So well, hope, well, hope, Dennis, hope. The market clearly is relying, is pricing in some kind of a business class recovery. Because if you look at the airlines, John and I did this yesterday. If you look at the airlines and just compare the the low cost carriers like mm-hmm. Frontier and Spirit, compare those to the rest of the pack, they are getting punished because they don't have the business class. Well, I would say Spirit is getting punished because yesterday they well, said that they're that. not going to go with the better price of JetBlue's deal. Well, so, that's part of it, sure. But, I mean, ULCC and Saver and JetBlue, they're all underperforming. Yeah, now, they're all, involved a good in this, point there. they're all involved in this menage a trois, but uh, those are the low-cost one. Well, maybe not JetBlue, but 
Spirit and ULCC are your, your low-cost carriers, and they don't have the business class by design. So, um, I think the quarters are going to be fine. I think yeah. if you're just trading off the quarters, and this market is so short-term looking at prices and nothing, that it probably, if they beat, they'll probably buy these stocks up. It is like, I know everybody's got this belief, and I've said this before, that the market is so smart, it looks out nine months. This market is stupid. Nine this market seconds. doesn't look out nine minutes. So it gets the numbers, and then, oh my gosh, some of these airlines, oh, they beat. Whoa, look at that. Well, we've just got insane. You got the reopen. They're going to probably beat on these numbers. So maybe there's a play to own these things under the reports. Maybe there are. I just look at the uh, Expedia and throw out the high, throw out the low, 168 to 186 and change. Uh, first things first, like if this is a rally of rallies and you want to, you know, this is going to be a great day for Expedia, then you're going to go up to yesterday's high. You're going to take out 178.02 and you're going to work your way into the 180 handle. It's not doing that. It's still two and a half bucks away. On the downside, like I said, I'm throwing out the high and the low. Double close area from Friday and Monday, 74.75, 74.81. Now, if that doesn't hold, I think you got some looks. Look, uh, look on the downside. Don't think you'll see yesterday's low at 69.26, but that that double close area pretty important to me and uh, didn't really participate in that late day rally. And then what about MGM here, Joel? This should provide some sort of a hint for Caesars, who is tonight, I believe. Yeah, Caesars is tonight. Um, I think people are going to go out and do stuff. I do think there's a reopening trade. I do think that some of these numbers are going to beat. But it's like, what are they going to say? There's always the boogeyman that they might say something. But maybe this company's got a job to be somewhat optimistic, too. So it's been pretty tough times here. So. I mean, tough stock, chart. I mean, look at this yeah, These chart. are all tough charts, Joe, because they just chop around. Every chart, chart like is everything, I look, Like I would say, oh, 42 is a pretty good number. But on Friday, we blasted through 42, right? And uh, I guess if you got a focus number today, let me see. You're a buck away from uh, Friday's high, 43.26. So tough, tough, tough. I'd say all stay tough. green. Stay green. If you don't stay green, then... Boom, that closed 41.97. Like I said, the market doesn't feel the market environment right now that everything is going to go back to yesterday's lows, right? Two-day Fed meeting, all the stuff up in the air. Um, so I better hold the close. 41.97, juicy target, 43.26. That was Friday's high. And in this market, it's not easy being green. <laughs> For what it's worth, Jolly B says uh business class has been full on their last three flights. So um, I'll tell you what. When I fly on Thursday, I'll give yeah. you guys a boots on the ground report. Okay. There we go. All right. That's All good right. news. Yeah. Um, what about BP? Their report is out this morning. It was a good one. And remember that there is the overhang of the of the Russia situation, right? Because they're they they're, they're divesting of their. The, uh, they're, they're yeah, they wrote all that off. Yeah, they, they already wrote all that off. So we we already knew about that going in, right? Um, the earnings beat. Okay, on an EPS and sales basis, and they uh, re- they they're really stepping on the gas here on their buyback. All right, they they bought back 1.6 billion worth of shares in the first quarter. They're going to be doing a two and a half billion uh, dollar buyback in Q2. Uh, so they're really they're really uh really really buying back their own stock here a lot aggressively. Oh, wow. man. That oil stock. It, it again, this strange. has already been trading in Europe for four or five hours. So it's not like it's just like, oh, now they don't like the report. I mean, they've already been pricing this report for since 2.30 in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning since Europe opened. Um, I, I, I can't chase anything. I'm not going to yeah. chase something up 5%. I think the oil stock, I think that, you know, run into oil stocks. we got to own oil stocks. This is. A, I think that's over. I, I feel like prices are going to start to come in. I feel like the oil prices are going to start to come down. I feel like we're at peak inflation right now, and I feel like the Fed is going to actually win on the inflation war. And that's a good thing for stocks, but it's a not a good thing for commodities. If you're in commodities and you've been hiding out there and you're buying like crazy on this dip just thinking inflation's going up forever, I don't. I think you're wrong. I think you're on the wrong side of the trade. I don't think inflation is just going to continue to go up to historical rates. I think you're going to start to see some soft numbers. I don't know if it's going to see in the next report, but it's going to start to come. And it's just because people are doing less stuff. Yeah, so, that's my question. Why? Just because less stuff? 
Yeah, a hundred percent. The whole everything's driven on that. People are. Gonna I mean, be- I I think that might be in Canada, but if I look around here in the United States, people are spending money left and right. I don't know if they are anymore, Mitch. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Well, fortunately, so, fortunately, we have consumer spending. We can look at the numbers. I don't know what they are. Again, they're backward looking though. So we just I know, but that's all we've got. That is what do you mean? No, 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 no. We don't look at backward. Those numbers are useless. I, okay, I'm sorry. Do we want to? It it's logic. You, you want? I've made a lot of money. My well, your contract years, you said one contract. Just trading off of logic. You got mortgage rates going up. I know Spencer. You believe nobody's got a variable? I talked to four people on the weekend. They're like, "Oh, my variable rate went up." All There's right, a lot I of apologize. people that have a variable rate mortgage. Okay. Those mortgage prices are going to go up substantially. It's going to be less money to spend. This is why this has happened. This is why I've already been proven right on this. This is why the market has come down. This is why we were selling stocks back last year when I raised up to 50% cash. When I told everybody on this show that I raised up to 50% cash because we predicted that people are going to be having less discretionary income going forward. Now the market is trying to catch up with those beliefs. Now we can just throw it in and say, yeah, the inflation is going to get in check and maybe interest rates won't continue to go up. That could happen, but we know interest rates are still going to go up for the foreseeable future here. Um, But that's why I say I'm not buying stocks until I get that first soft number, until I get that first number where inflation doesn't look so hot. But I think it's coming. And maybe I'm wrong on it, Mitch. Maybe inflation will continue to go higher. But I think with people with less money to spend is going to hit the economy. That's called logic. Speaking of rates, uh, when we might we might know more tomorrow, right? There's a Fed meeting. We the market is almost a hundred percent certain that they're going to raise rates a half a point. Um, so it's not a question of will they? It's a question of what will they do beyond tomorrow? Um, how high are they going to go? The market we've discussed this. The market's pricing in the fact that they're already at two percent when we're at a quarter percent. So so we'll see. Uh, but tomorrow we should know more. At the Fed, two o'clock is the. Uh, the announcement, 2.30 is the press conference. Uh, that, that'll be tomorrow. Um, uh, BP, I just want to tell you, if you're looking for a little bit more, uh, this on uh, last week, it's filling the gap. And uh, if you're looking for more on the upside, you did have a high at 30.78. Uh, that was on April, or yeah, April 22nd. So that'd be another target. Like Dennis said, uh, you know, it's already traded. A lot of this is, uh, you know, the price discovery is already in. But uh, Dennis, and I know you're going to get this right away, but uh, guess what snuck back into the top 10 components of the S&P 500? ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil. <laughs> yep. This is Sneak such an awesome there. rally. I mean, think about it. We can sell the top on all these commodity stocks. I mean, everybody is still buying them hand over fist because they're trending higher. I'm making a prediction that there's going to be less oil demand than there was three or four months ago going forward. That's all it is. Everything is just predictions. But I can see the boats, and boats use a hell of a lot of gas. That's one example. I That's see a it. A lot of gas, yep. A lot of gas. I see it. People are like, I'm not filling my boat. It's going to cost me $1,000 to fill my boat. Sell it. That is what's happening, Like, or at least around me, and, and I'm in this boating area. It's a huge boating area. There's a boats for sale everywhere. Prices were, went way up last year, pulled forward, and they went off a cliff. And why? Because people aren't, don't want to pay those gas prices. That's the same thing to the cars. Why do you think Ford and GM? Why do you think Ford and GM are where they are? PE of six, this doesn't make any sense. It makes perfect sense. Who the hell's buying the $75,000 Ram? Well, how much you, for the boats, how much do you think of it as people were like, oh, I, I was tra- trapped at home in a pandemic. I need a boat to get outside. And then they're last like, year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, now they're like, uh, am, am I really a boat guy? I don't know if I'm really a boat guy in hindsight. All of that. Yeah, okay. That, that's in there too, for sure. But now you've bought a boat last year. First-time boater, not really a boat person, and now it's going to cost you a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars, or if you got some yacht or, or some big boat, like five thousand dollars to fill up your boat to go out. People are going to be like, "No, let's just you know, let's just move on to a different fun thing to do." But it's not that the boats are going to implode; it's the cars. It's the main thing is the trucks. I don't think GM and Ford going forward, despite their guidance, which sounded okay, I just don't see it. I don't see people going and buying these gas-guzzling cars. Or, or trucks at, at, at ridiculously inflated prices like if the prices of your trucks are up 20 30 percent year over year i know so 
I, I see demand destruction happening. Maybe, and, maybe, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe it's selective perception the, on my part. Maybe some of the big ticket stuff, but we don't really, as far as the other things, we don't really know yet. We'll find out. We'll find well, out. People are always going to buy food. People got to buy clothing. I'm not talking about they food. Need shelter. I'm talking about. But we're seeing it. What about William Sonoma? Why do you think that stock is where it's at? We've given so many examples of this before. It's already starting to happen. So, but I'm trying to tell you, it's not the end of the world here. I'm bringing this all around to a bull thesis, but people aren't reading in between it. If we get inflation in check, which I believe we will, that doesn't mean we're going back to zero inflation, people in the chats. I'm not saying we're going to, prices aren't going to go up anymore, but we're not going to be flying at this. We're flying right now. And we know we've done this exercise at 15, 16%. It's not eight. Yeah. You know, when you go back the way the CPI used to be calculated, we're flying at 16. I'm saying it's going to go back to like down a little bit. We're, so we're going up. If the CPI number is BS8, maybe the next report's only seven and a half. Well, that's a tick down and the market is going to applaud that. It doesn't have to go back down to 2% inflation for stocks to go higher. So I do believe in the next CPI report or the, or the next one after that, you're going to start to see inflation not as hot and the market is going to rip on that. I hope so you're right. I'm telling you, I man. I hope you're right. I am starting to buy stocks. You got to buy, you know, not these growthy or, but, you know, nothing this stocks. But I think the time to be super bearish and the time to load up commodity stocks has passed. I think it's time to start reallocating, taking some stocks from your commodity portfolio to everybody, you know, on Twitter built to 100% on margin because they're all geniuses and starting to reallocate to some of these other stocks that have been absolutely murdered. So. There's some opportunity going to be had here. So it sounds like I'm bearish, but I'm actually bullish, if that makes any no, sense. No, I'm following you. No, I've been following you. You've been very consistent we with We wrote that an article scenario. on it, Joel. You wrote an article for me. I laid it out, and I think it's going to be potentially at the next CPI number. I'm like, if you buy now, you're early, because people are still spooked that inflation is going to just continue. We're going to hyperinflation. This is going to go, go, go. And people are just going to spend money even if they don't have it. Okay, but that's a tough thing to do. Spend money that you don't have. We've done that for 35 years borrowing. The money isn't cheap anymore to borrow. No, it's not. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I, I hope you're right. And we'll find out next Wednesday, CPI next Wednesday. Let's look ahead to tonight a little bit um, on the earnings front because the ones reporting this morning and last night, as they said, are you know, eh, not super interesting. Tonight, though, AMD, Airbnb, Starbucks, Lyft, some big guns reporting tonight. I could get talked into Airbnb, probably not ahead of the report just because I'm scared to own anything ahead of the report, but that would go on my shopping list. What's the PE on Air? They make money, don't they? Or they're at least projected to make money. Airbnb is a sneaky stock because I don't think it's a crazy, crazy valuation like a lot of these other names. I don't know if you can look that up, Spencer. It's not. not, 4P is 90, 91. It's hot. Is it is it that far going that are you going on the trailing or the forward? No, because that was, that was the forward. But let me let me do something okay. else here real fast. Let me do something else here. Give me a second. Uh I was looking at some analysis and I don't know where I was seeing it though, but they had it projected like going out two to three years that this thing could actually be trading on a P of like thirty. Like going if you're going out on projections. Well, going out the, two to the three crazy years. thing about 
because they're growing. It's growing Air, like crazy. Airbnb's PE is it never really well. They've only been profitable on a PE basis for a couple quarters. So there's not we don't have much history here to, to go off of. Um, in was, any regard, I could be talked into a stock like this. There's a lot of stocks I'm not going to be talked in because there's no path to profitability. Airbnb is already profitable. And that's a company like that's just got it figured out. I mean, they're they're making you know so much. I know the app that's been created. I, I could get talked into the stock. I'm not in it, but I could get talked into a stock like this. Tough this chart is a growth too, game. man. Yeah, this is uh, once again. I mean, you know, it's it's volatile. Um, I guess if you just go off this uh, recent move here, if you could look at it from a retracement perspective, um, coming off this low, even though it's not the old time low. Uh, you had a high one. This is called 180 to what? It's about a 50 point move, right? So half of that one hanging right in here. The 50 percent retracement is probably 153, 154. So see if you can get uh, get get some ground here. Took out support yesterday, but just like everything else, took out support and, and rallied back. I don't see any major resistance ahead of the report. I'm still long. Uh, You're long Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, as a reminder, speaking of being long and not long, I did sell my Twitter yesterday, everyone, in case you were keeping tabs on me. Uh, I saw the headline that Elon Musk is looking for outside of financing, and I thought, ah, he's already trying to cop out. I scared out. you out. He's already my trying fault. to cop out. It's want. my fault. I blame myself for that no, one. No, no. I said literally Elon. It was Elon. Elon said, he, uh, you know, he didn't say anything. There was a report that he is looking for more outside of money to commit less of his own capital. And I interpreted that to mean he already is having some buyer's remorse. And so I was like, I don't care. But Dennis, I mean, with your inflation thing and, you know, the high ticket items. So people, I guess people are just going to be buying Teslas, right? The the one issue is there. So it's got two factors happening here, though, Joel, is the higher gas prices actually do help Tesla. They do. So it's a higher ticket item. But people are like, I'm sick of filling up my car. I'm going electric. And they think of Tesla right away. So there's a reason that, you know, Tesla stays, you know, there's actually a fundamental reason why this stays up as well. The EV story that obviously cooled off substantially over the course of the last year is still intact. We are still going electric. It hasn't stopped. It's kind of just been delayed a little bit for some of these companies, but I mean, it's still coming. So the EV revolution, to quote Kathy Wood, is coming. People are going to be using less gas 10 years from now. Don't kid yourself. But, you know, is it all going to be Teslas? I've argued before. There's going to be GM and Ford participating in that. I did not foresee this demand destruction, this inflation having demand destruction to knock Ford and GM down. Ford and GM will be a buy at some point in time because they're going to be big EV plays too. But I just think the headwinds from their traditional automotive sales, like gas guzzling pickups, is going to be an issue. But, you know, the electric's coming. The Ford F-150 Lightning is coming. And that's going to be, you know, important too. If you're buying for it and holding it for a decade here, maybe you're going to be happy. But Tesla still is, you know, it's still going to stay. It's not like it's just going to implode here overnight because all of a sudden we decide we don't like EVs. I think they like EVs more with higher gas prices. I mean, I agree. And not just for GM. At a certain point, and I've never looked seriously at any of the other EV stocks, but at a certain point, you know, we will get some clarity between the Rivians and the Fiskers of the world. Whoever yeah. whoever gets there first, there being mass production, right, and deliveries, whoever gets there first, hey, why not take a flyer? But we're a couple years out from that happening, unfortunately. Um, anyway, back to tonight. Let's go to AMD, Joel. That's the big okay. one. Uh, we will be streaming this earnings call. By the way, we're, we're going to be streaming the AMD and the Airbnb earnings calls tonight uh, on our channel. Um because we got interest in both. How is AMD looking? Is it is it just hanging out? It is hanging out. That's good news, right? I think yeah, AMD... I mean that... Let's go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I own it. I'm bag holding it. I think it's put in a nice little bottom here. But again, every time it seems to put in a bottom, we just take it out again. I know. So I, know. I, I, I don't know what to say. I bag holding this thing from 112. And I, you know, I stuck it in the long-term portfolio because I want a little more growthy stuff. And I thought at P25 wasn't bad. Now the P is like down at 22 or 21. 
for one of the biggest chip makers. Chips aren't going away. I think if you're buying AMD at 89.90, I think you're going to be happy five years from now. But are you going to be happy five days from now? Probably not. <laughs> uh, big support. 84, 84 was your March low. Uh, good relatives, or excuse me, your April low, uh, good relative strength uh, on the break that we had, the one-day break in um, in May. Uh, also, that backs up. That was your July 2021 low. So big support. Now you're five bucks off it, right? So now people are like, oh, I missed the boat. So I think you find even on a little bit of a disappointing report, I think you still find buyers in this one. Um, you know, longer term, when you have like four or five monthly lows at 100 and then you take it out, you can't get super excited about the stock until there are a lot of people like, well, if it gets back to 100, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to scratch this trade. So 80 to 190 right in the middle, throwing a dart. That's fair enough. Uh, and then Starbucks is is the last of what I would call the the big ones and, and the lift. Starbucks and lift both both report tonight. Those are the two bigger ones of the hundred and ten. This Starbucks man, what is, I know, this is I know. when Joel, Schultz I, came in, right? Well, this I, is... I, I saw this thing in a hundred. So happy I did that. Yeah. He came in. I'll tell you when he came in. He came in at. Uh, I can tell you right here. I it was, can tell it, you it, was April, April, it was like April first. Yep, right here. Boom! I said April that's April bad. Yeah, that's April bad. Fair. That he had to come back to the car. I mean, what's a cup of coffee there? Like nine bucks now? I don't know. I there's, mean, a, there's the one by me, and they're, I swear they're never open. They're not. I know. I know. They're going to be closing. There's some big write-offs coming. They got to be. They got to be jammed on the real estate. <laughs> guys are getting crazy. No. What do you I, mean? I, I, hey, getting I, crazy. I, I didn't say anything. Don't my Starbucks is always open. So all right. there's a bunch from all around me. So there's what? How many? Maybe Starbucks? maybe they don't close them in Canada. How How do they even compete with Tim Hortons? because <laughs> you have that upscale coffee drinker that like wants the experience of going to a starbucks i i, I that was my argument when the stock was five dollars <laughs> years ago and i was dead wrong on it i was like nobody's buying five dollar coffee when they can buy one dollar coffee well i don't know the one dollar coffee is going up in price so maybe they're price competitive now i'll just costco coffee man that's the best get that the columbia all of the bros. bros. Now we're gonna How is bros doing? The bros, man. The bros. Who wants you want to just want your coffee when you get up in the morning? You want it piping hot at your home. You don't want to get out and drive somewhere, wait for a drive through. I think short all of them. Short bros. Hey. I got a spread for you. Short bros, short Starbucks. When the windmill <laughs> calls, the windmill goes calling. You so, got to go so, get your windmill so, coffee. So that means Joel would also want to go long KDP, right? Keurig Dr. Pepper. Oh, Keurig. It's all about the Coke. <sighs> no, I want to go long Costco again. coffee futures. Yeah, I remember dude. he's going to put Coke back. There. Yeah, Coke is coming back, man. Coke. Don't worry. We're yeah, good. that was really a great thing to, to tweet out. I, I really commend him for that one. <laughs> that was, gonna run Twitter. That was brilliant. Yeah, that he's, was, he's a genius. Great, great message to genius, send to our, our young. He definitely has social media accounts. Yeah, I'm scared of once he owns Twitter of like what he's going to be tweeting. I'm actually if, scared. If Dennis, if that's why you sold it, I talked you out of it. There's a big if there. You did not talk. He me can out just of it. have a dream and wake up, and the dream did not involve Twitter and say, "Nah, I'm out" because I just changed my mind. Yeah, that yep. can happen. Billion dollars later, it's like, well. That's no big deal. I lose a billion dollars on Tesla all the time. <laughs> the stock goes down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he pays a breakup fee, and that's that. That's that. Right. That's a that's, scary thing. That's why yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. All yeah right. I know um, Buffett's getting into risk arbitrage, but I still think Buffett, you know, seventy-eight dollars. I would have rang the register at eighty-five or eighty or coming in eighty-five or eighty. What do you? What? In, in, Jay, in every, he was long the stock before. 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 Oh. Oh, he oh, could oh. have rang the register at eighty six dollars that day, eighty five dollars, eighty four dollars, eighty three on day one. Yeah, yeah they're day all day. Okay, he bought that thing. Don't kid yourself. He didn't buy that thing on the risk arb. He's talking it now. He bought that thing before. We no, know no, he there, bought it. There before. was two purchases, and a week later got taken over. He got lucky. I got taken over. There's ring two, the register when your stock gets taken over. I think two purchases, Dennis, uh, Dennis. The first purchase, right, was not that was a genuine investment. In a, in a company. Yes. But the second purchases and everything beyond that, everything in this calendar year, that was all Warren. That was all risk arb from Warren. He said so. 
I think he's wrong on the risk curve of this. I don't like the risk reward on this one at all. Still, seventy-eight okay. bucks. I know it's got ninety-five. It looks attractive, right. but I just think it's if it doesn't go through, I think the stock's at fifty bucks, not sixty-five. Probably, yeah, probably. But I think a lot of risk curves don't look at it that way. They're like, well, they they naturally look that okay, it came from sixty-five. I liked it at sixty-five once, like, and I bought it at sixty-five without a deal on the table. Now it's down to seventy-five. Why would I sell it here? But well, we're yeah, not in Kansas anymore. No, and you, Take Two, point, EA, all these yeah. gaming stocks. Have just your point been, is valid. Yeah, it has to catch hard. up. It has to catch up. So since the deal was announced, EA and has fallen ten percent. I think Take Two is down to twenty percent since the Activision deal was announced. So it's got to catch up to those two. I know. Right? I still have a little bit of Take Two. I should have sold it all. Yeah, should have sold everything. Shouldn't have know. been fifty percent stocks. I, I don't know. I'm still. I'm still. Me and Drake are still battling it out on Fortnite. So. That's not Drake's take two. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let's do some ticker time here. There's a bunch of tickers from the chat being dropped in uh, throughout the show here. How's Cos- uh, not Costco, Comcast doing? Oh, I'm still getting killed. That's still I, stock? I, I know uh, Paramount reported this morning. The conference call is going on right now, and their report was okay. That's a big They hit that anyways. Wow. Yeah, they hit it anyway. Comcast report was, was okay as well, but they hit it anyways. I thought, I thought it was okay. I don't know. I'm still not a fan of, I'm not even a fan of Comcast or AT&T or any of them for that reason right there. I don't know if you can see my fingers, but that's called cord cutting. It's not stopping. Well, wow. well that's why I mean that's why they've got the 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 Comcast the streaming businesses that yeah, they're Comcast trying to compete. Peacock, yeah. What's yeah, like the dividend yield on Comcast? But I know when you no. buy a $5 streaming Peacock, it isn't like a $100 cable bill. There was some big money. Well, the, that that right there time. is the rub, right? Is what essentially happened over the last decade is the Hollywood based, not Hollywood so much as um, the entire broadcast ecosystem replaced one business model, right? The cable model, the bundle, with a model that's not as good, the streaming model. Yeah. So now everybody gets less money. It's it's better for the consumer, but it, it's worse for everybody else. It's it's way better for the consumer for but sure. It's worse for everybody else. Yeah. So um, that's the way it goes sometimes. It's not as good as the streaming model. Potential part. double bottom if you're in there. What what's the yield up to this thing now? Man, that is a big move. Look at that. Yeah, you know what the, the sad thing is too is like man, just big red candles all over the place. So I'd be looking maybe 39, 39.03. That was your July 2020 low. So Comcast. Whew. Yeah, that just no. really got beat. Did it, did it get Verizon's coming down cool? now too. This my theory has taken years to come into fruition. I know it did. I've hated Verizon, AT, and Comcast for a long time. They're starting to finally come down. I'll even throw. Uh, we can even throw BC in this mix. I don't like it either. If you're on BC, oh my gosh, that Verizon, that Verizon, tasty chart. dividend. That Verizon, which one, Dennis? BCE, which is Bell Canada. Oh, Bell Canada. Cord cutting. How, oh, how, how many down days are on Verizon? One, two, three, four. Seven yeah, that, uh, in a row. I guess if you could look both ways on something and you say, wow, 51 oh, was great no. support. Whoa, you took that out. You talk about a heatless short here. Unbelievable. Man, oh, man. Goldman oh, man. did that. It was Goldman? Yeah, Goldman downgraded it to sell, I believe. I think it was sell. And that stock has not really looked back since. Goldman, I think, downgraded it either on the 22nd or the 25th. I'm not sure which one, but it was right, right in there. It, I think it was the 22nd. I think they downgraded on the 22nd. And then that, that started the, this cascade of death, of doom here. And, you know, you can say, oh, it's only down six bucks. It's Verizon. This is a widely owned stock that moves like a dollar, you know, you know, in a month. And now it just moved yeah. down 7 or $9 in the course of like eight trading sessions. That's a hammering. That's overall market too effects. Wow. I mean, we've been talking about money hiding in these places, probably hiding in Verizon as well. People that have to be invested in equities with the nervous. Procter Gamble starting to break. I mean, there's so many stocks. XLP, we talked about this yesterday too. You were starting to see, you know, this money coming out of all of these sectors that everybody was hiding in that they seen that they said were safe. And we've been saying that they're not, and they're not. Uh, okay, it has come to my attention that we don't have a lot of likes on today's show. Oh my gosh, I'll like uh, the show right the, now. The like, I'll like the show for once. The like-to-viewer ratio is dramatically 
below where it should be. Let's get up to five six hundred. Two ninety eight three zero three. Joel's gonna help out. I already did. I already oh, did. Joel. Joel likes the show. He yeah, really does like Joel. the show. He didn't. Does. He doesn't do it. He all acts the time. like he, he doesn't really like, does it, like it. He uh, he yeah, likes it. He acts like he doesn't, but he does. Yeah, but he really. I, does. Like, I feel like He's I'm in closet. I feel like I'm in like seventh grade. Oh, could you ask? <laughs> could you do you ask? Like do you, me? Did, do you wanna be? I kind of like. I kind of like that girl. Can you ask her if she likes me? You know that kind and of. You thing? pass the notes Doesn't back and forth, but now they just text each other. Yes, exactly. is there no? Is probably no note passing in, in class anymore at all. It's all just texting. Give me that phone. I'm gonna read probably. your text. Yeah. These kids. These kids. Um. These kids can uh, text in their pocket, like with their phones in their pockets. They can like text and do it correctly. Yeah, that's what I heard. Bill Burr says I'm too bullish today, and that's why there's less likes. They like it when I'm bearish. They come for my bearishness. They stay for Joel's jokes. They come for my bearishness, and they stay for Joel's jokes. All right. Uh, A couple more stocks here. A couple more minutes left. Let's look at – someone's asking about Tattooed Chef. What do you want us to say about it? It's an all-time low. These are not the stocks you're looking for. Although I will say – but yeah, I know we can't own stocks that are making. Oh, even in the yesterday Kathy rally, the stock couldn't rally. But maybe eventually there's, you know, but again, if you're trying to just be the hero and say this is the bottom, today is the day. There was somebody doing that yesterday and the day before and the day before. The odds are not with you. So we like the odds in our favor, not against us. Buying stocks that are making you all time lows puts the odds out of your favor. This is, uh, man, I wish I could do a trend line here, move it up a little bit, but. That's that's when you buy, maybe attempt to buy. Oh come on, man! Yeah, I, I wish I could just have my. Eye, you know, I don't. Have I don't my belong. Chefs that that got tattoos. Let's. Oh, man, I don't I, know if what, I had, what is tattooed chef? I don't even know what it is. To be honest, if I had what Oculus goggles, I could do this. I like. I actually do like tattoos. You do know what it is. Normal, a normal life, I I actually would go along a chef with tattoos, but. No, you what do is know. tattoo it, chef? What do they do? It, it's it's um it's it's meatless. Uh, oh gosh, it's they're a beyond meat thing. pier. They're beyond meat pier. I'm all about uh, meat. Yeah. What I want, I want this. Uh... Yeah, tattoo you know, chef, we... hey, tattoo chef foods are pretty good. I've had them. They they they're good. Nobody I'm... likes meat anymore. I, uh... Remember when the world was cool, Joel, and we all liked meat. Now nobody likes meat. Uh... Uh, oh, there I you mean, go. Look at that. I like meat. There's I'm, your trend line there for you, baby. And Tyson, I don't. Tyson that's Tatum. like, whew, that's like a black diamond there. Look at all that right. one. Tattoo chest. It's not. Down. It's not all vegan, but but RG says, but it's really not bad. I'm telling you, some of their frozen food's pretty good. Doc um, and Dave, I'm with you. I like bacon. I love bacon. Yeah, what bacon. about? Oh man, there's a turkey few bacon. that I wanted to get to. I'm looking for tickers. You guys give me. I'm looking for some. Okay, how is John Deere doing? How is DE? That's in a crowded trade where everybody's hiding because we all need farming equipment and new farming equipment. The stock is now broken. It is broken trend. It's consolidated here for six or seven days. I believe that consolidation will resolve itself. Well, should, I got to watch what I say because when's the earnings report? Oh, I'm glad you asked because I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe quickly look that up before I give my bearish wow. thesis. But uh, I believe if there's no earnings report coming up in the foreseeable future, I think John Deere will resolve itself to the downside. I would be a seller of John Deere. Um, well, you, got a, you got some major. Man, that's why we have a market mix. May twentieth, Dennis. May twentieth. So it's not for a while. Uh, he's got some time. I'm bearish. So, this here. is my thing with this. The one thing that I think I think is coming and really quickly is the midterms. Right? What is going to be talked about by a lot of the candidates? Infrastructure. So that's why I'm looking at DE Cat. I think they're good pullbacks here. But hey, Perhaps. that's how it is, right, Dennis? You've got that, and and that could be the case too. And you are buying stronger stocks. I'll give you that. I mean, caterpillars. You know, actually, not caterpillars. Kind of been going nowhere, but deer has been stronger. I just think trends broken now, Mitch. I feel like this is the egg. This is you know the the commodity trade. It's all mixed in there together, and it's been getting that love. And I just with if I'm going with my thesis that higher prices, like the extreme increase in higher prices, not that higher prices are behind us, but that the rate of increase is going to start to come in. Then I don't want to own John Deere. I'll show you why just really quickly. There. At least for me, what's pointing me is the sector chart. This is the sector monthly. It's been holding really well and now starting to give us that nice reversal candle at the bottom of the support coming up to resistance, looking like it's going to break out. That's what else is sector. in the industrials there? What is that? Because I don't see all anything in the whole world breaking so out. What shirt is parts, that? Farming, all the all the industries 
in the industrial sector. How long is that chart? This. That's the index that the XL. Oh, it's two-year chart. That's no, this goes back to nineties. This is this is just oh, all really industrial stocks. But, but Dennis, you're going like a long, long term. Mitch is like looking at these things as long-term investments here. Yeah, well, Rotation. Dennis, Dennis, a lot of that index is also like like defense stocks. Like Lockheed is in there. Waste management is in there. Which oh mm-hmm. wow, I didn't realize how far that came off. Waste management. Uh, They've all run lines. so far. Everybody's yeah. hiding in these things. And I think they're going to get punished for it. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Mitch might be right. He's on the other side of the trade. Whoa. Yeah, my thing is midterms. Do they start bringing these kind of stocks up during the midterms? Perhaps. Perhaps. I didn't realize that GE's in the seventies. Anyway, the stock been crushed, man. There's been like this last week and a half. It hasn't been tech stocks getting ruined here. You know, the odd tech stock has been ruined, but it has been some of those widely held names that people were deemed as safety. I mean, that GE chart, look at that thing. I mean, $90 to 72 in one, two, three, four, five, six trading sessions. Yeah. These are big down moves. This is why your indices have started coming down hard. Not just GE, but there's a lot of widely owned stocks that are starting to look like this. You know, Johnson & Johnson broke trend here too. You know, you can just keep going through. There's so many. I mean, Pfizer, um, Merck, Merck is held up. Merck is held up very well. I almost want to sell that because I'm long on that still. Um, AbbVie's broken trend. I mean, there's just so many that have like, these were going up, 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 up because they were selling growth and just buying other things. And now they just decided they're going to sell everything. So maybe that's a sign of, you know, the turn that they, when they start selling everything, it's a washout and we can safely get in. I'm looking for that turn, but I'm waiting for that CPI number. And we'll know more next week. All right. Uh, that is going to, I think, do it for the, for the show. Uh, we, again, didn't have a guest today, but that's okay because there's a lot of takers coming from the chat. I know we didn't cover all of them. Uh, Joel will, will, will cover more, as he always does. On- we did do Pfizer. Do we do oh. Pfizer? I think we, I think we looked at it briefly with Biogen. How, how was the stock doing? Um, also, I noticed – sorry, do Pfizer, and then I'll mention what I was going to say. Hmm. Uh wow. Dip down to 4660. Back up. Hmm. Decent rel- I, I'd say you hold yesterday. What is that? 4746. You got a couple support levels there. 4746 yesterday's low, and then uh that low back on uh April 25th, 4712. So it looks like you got pretty good support in the lower $47 handle. I noticed Match Group MTCH down today, but I don't know why. They report earnings tonight, so that was an in- interesting candle in MTCH. Uh, not sure what that's about, though. Not a lot of volume. Um, All right. I'll let you guys take yeah, it from I, here. I'll check in with you later on, Triple D. That, that's going to be a wrap. Listen, everyone, before we go, a couple of housekeeping items. Number one, if you haven't checked out the new page, Benzinga.com slash pre-market, check it out. Okay? You can watch our show there. You can see all the ratings of the day, all the movers of the day. Uh, one, it's a page that I've made part of my morning routine when I get in. So Benzinga.com slash pre-market. Step one. Step two, uh, that QR code that's on the screen that takes you to the sign-up page for the FinTwit 2022 conference, which is next week. I'll be there. Mr. Neil Hamilton will be there. Mr. Luke Jacoby will be there. Nick Shaheen will be there. A whole bunch of us will be there hanging out, talking trading, just having fun. Scan that QR code. Get $200 off your ticket to next week's FinTwit conference in Vegas at the Aria Hotel and Casino. And uh, we're doing better on likes. We're at 553. Would be great if we can get to 600. And that's the show. So, as always, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to all of you watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch. And, yeah, even those few of you watching on LinkedIn. There's, like, two of you. But, hello. Okay. That's the show for today. We're going to end it now. Go over to live trading with Benzinga. Ryan, uh, Mitch, I hope Zunaid is back today. I know he was feeling a little bit under the weather yesterday. Uh, so I hope he's back. And I'll see you guys a little bit later. Good luck at the Open. And I hope today is as green as it was yesterday.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.